Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we are delighted. We have um, Jennifer Robson with us. She's a best-selling author. Maybe you've read her book, uh, Good Night from London. This is our first book, though, that we've read, Jennifer, and it's your newest book, The Gown, a novel of the royal wedding. Oh, my gosh. We're in love. We loved. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm delighted to hear it. Oh, it's just such a delicious telling of... We love historical fiction. Can you give everybody the setup for the book? Well, basically, uh, in a quick little nutshell, it tells the story of two women who work for Norman Hartnell as embroiderers and uh, in the 1940s. And they're given the job of doing the principal embroidery on Princess Elizabeth's wedding gown in 1947, um, which, as you can imagine, is, is you know, a big responsibility. And so we follow them through that year and all the kind of the, the highs and lows of that year for both of them. And then the book also takes up uh, in 2016, so the recent past, um, when the granddaughter of one of the women uh, discovers some beautiful embroidered flowers um, and it starts looking for answers about her grandmother's past, um, which up to that point has really been hidden from her. And um, so what it is really is my way of looking at what life was like in England after the war. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm putting a little candy coating of royal everything around it, so mm-hmm. it's a little more digestible to people mm-hmm. who may not be as crazy about history as I am. Well, well you know, one of the things that, I mean, we, of course, we love, I mean, this, we're this classic. Book. It's so wonderful, but yes. we love everything royal. We were obsessed, you know, with Diana, obsessed with Meghan Markle. One of the things when Meghan Markle got married, and one of the details that we learned that I was enchanted by, and then it was, you know, your book comes out like six months later, was all the embroidery that went on her train. And it I thought... It was exquisite. I actually got to see her wedding veil. I was in, I went to uh, England in November uh, to see my editor there. And, uh, and I, I took a little day for myself to go out to Windsor Castle. Mm-hmm. And I saw it, and it was a, I was on a private tour late in the, late in the day. Oh my gosh. And the tour guide let me stay for quite a long time and let me go up past the ropes. And basic, I think I left nose prints on the glass. Oh to my the gosh. Truth. I got to see it really, really up close. And what you couldn't see on TV or really in any of the photographs, each of the little flowers, and they're flowers from each of the countries that make up the Commonwealth, Mm -hmm. each of those little flowers um, is almost three-dimensional. So the petals kind of stick up from the veil. They're made out of a a beautiful material called organza. And then there's fine, fine stitching around the edge of each petal. So up close, someone like the Queen, for example, would have been able to see it uh, in all its detail. My suspicion is that the reason they chose those flowers for the decoration on the veil was, in a way, kind of a gift for the queen because mm-hmm. the Commonwealth is something that that is that is really close to her heart. And it's, yeah, but I mean, just to finish that embroidery thought because that is such a oh, key part to yeah. this. Is that a, a a regular thing with royal gowns? The embroidery. <laughs> It, it is. Uh, you see it, uh, even uh, Kate's wedding dress, it wasn't very noticeable, but there was beautiful embroidery all over the bodice mm-hmm. and skirt. It was tone-on-tone, tone, so it didn't stand out quite so much. Mm-hmm. Um, Diana's gown had some lovely embroidery, although 
in her gown, what of course we all remember is the beautiful lace mm-hmm. uh, at the neckline and the and the cuffs or the, kind of the edge of her sleeves, and then I mean the just the mountains and mountains of taffeta. Um, you know, I I was a little girl uh, when she got married, and I still remember watching on TV that moment when she got out of the coach, oh, and then there's mm-hmm. just dress and more dress and more dress and more dress, and my little eleven year old heart was enchanted and I think I've been in love with royal wedding dresses since then. <laughs> since then. Well that was a that was a beautiful one to fall in love with. You know, the the historical part, you're a you know, you're a historian. You study modern history at Oxford and we know that um in your other books you like to write a, about history in England and what's going on after the war. How did you find Betty Foster? It was such a coincidence. I had been feeling kind of desperate because I hadn't been able to talk to anyone who'd worked at Hartnell. I I got almost all of the story. He's a a real person. He was known. He did the coronation gown for the queen. He also did Princess Margaret's wedding gown. He was a a very, very well-regarded designer. But I hadn't been able to talk to anyone who'd worked there, bearing in mind that all of these ladies would be in their 90s now. So there's relatively few of them left. Um, And so I'd gone to London to a a small uh, little uh, workshop or studio called Hand and Lock that still does very fine embroidery for the royal family for the military and for some of the top London designers like Vivian Westwood. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them to teach me how to do the embroidery. I thought, well, if I can't talk to one of the embroiderers, I can learn how to do it myself, not you know, not fully, but I can get a sense of it so I can describe it properly and also get a sense of what it's like to sit and do this work day in, day out. What is it like? What does it feel like physically? Where does your mind go? Do you, yeah. Are you thinking of other things like your grocery list or do you have to... <laughs> Pay attention to them. Yeah. And so I had a wonderful day there. And in the course of that day, uh, I I was put in touch with this amazing woman called Betty Foster, who's 91 now, um, and is and, and she was very willing to talk to me. So I, I I was in London. I rushed to the kind of the east eastern fringes of London where she lives, and spent a day interviewing her. And then you know I kept following up with phone calls and emails afterwards, and she just. She she has uh, an amazing recollection of her time at Hartnell, and so she gave me all these wonderful stories and details that I was able to weave into the book, and I think it helped to bring the story alive. Um, just one of the stories that she told me was how at the very end of making uh, the princess's wedding gown, um, Miss Halliday, who was her supervisor, and I should add that Betty was a seamstress rather than, than an embroiderer, okay. um, but Miss Halliday in, invited all the women in the workroom, including everyone who had not worked on the gown, Mm -hmm. to come forward and put one stitch in the gown so that that way every woman there could say, in all honesty, I helped make the princess's oh, wedding gown. And you put that I in the book. That, that I did, I did. I, I moved it next door to the embroidery workroom mm-hmm. and had uh, had Miss Dooley do the same thing. Um, but it was Betty who, who told me that story. And so just meeting her was, it went beyond being an honor. I, I feel it's one of those unforgettable experiences that I'll I'll just take with me and treasure forever. And uh, when I went to see her in November, actually, she gave me a piece of fabric uh, that had been part of a wedding gift to the princess, and the fabric had been made into a beautiful ball gown, and, and there were scraps left over that Betty had been given, and she gave me one of them. Oh, so it's it, wow. it's um, uh, it's. Uh, framed up in my study now I'm looking at it actually as I speak to you and it just 
It just just makes me smile every time I think of it and Betty herself. That's so that's such a great story. We're talking with Jennifer Robson. Her new book is The Gown. And it is. We have to read all your other I know books it. now, I saw, Jennifer, I went, because they all sound. I mean, we do love wonderful historical fiction. You know, the Nightingale, Kristen Hanna. Oh, and yeah. The we used Guernsey to love, Literary, whatever who was that the main one. lady that we met from um, London who wrote all those books? Oh, the Queen and the White Gown. And you know, Philippa, Philippa Gregory. Gregory. Philippa Gregory. Philippa. She is, yeah, studio. She's, she's the queen of historical yeah. fiction, I think a lot of people would say. Well, it's just, to me, it's a subject that there's no end of ideas stories, that you yeah. can come up with. There's it, so many stories. It was just fun learning and, about that period and learning about everything that went into the gown, you know, her wedding gown and everything. And, I loved and it. And seeing London post the, you know, World yeah. War and the effects of everybody and Miriam, you know, having lived through France and, you yeah, know, in yeah. hiding. I, I love that. And I think we do... One of the ways we, I remember when we talked to Kristen Hanna about the Nightingale being made into a movie, and she said, you know, World War II, a lot of our war and a lot of our history is seen through the eyes of men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she said, and historical fiction gives us a way to see the, what happened through women because they're just as much affected, but we don't tell those stories. Yeah, and that's absolutely right. Um, I agree with Kristen 100% there. And that's why I write the books I write. Um, I I wrote my first book, uh, which was called Somewhere in France, and Mm -hmm. was set during the First World War, because I had a question, and it was, what was the war like seen through the eyes of a woman? Mm -hmm. And each of my subsequent books has taken a point of view of of a woman. Okay. so often history is written by and for men, mm-hmm. and those books are very interesting and valuable, but it leaves half of us out of the picture. Yeah. And I am interested, what was it like to be a woman living through these times? Mm-hmm. Um, in the case of the, the period after the war, it was a really, really hard time. Yeah. Um, food was still rationed in Britain for years. Um, there were shortages of everything. And a big Big stretches of the of the major cities, not just London, but all of Britain's cities, uh, were still in ruins from the from the bombing, sustained right, bombing, yeah. and weren't rebuilt for years. So, you know, after the war, I think people had hoped that things would get better pretty quickly. And in fact, it took, it took a, long a long time. time yeah, I have yeah. To, I have to tell so, you, Jennifer, the woman who read um, your book, your book on tape, kind of thing, the gown, yeah, was is wonderful. She did, her name's Marisa Callan, and she did an incredible job. Uh, I'm very fortunate in the, with the narrators I've had for my audiobooks. And what I loved is, is she did all those regional accents mm. in the UK that are so different. And if you get them wrong, it really shows. Yeah. She was and and she did. She did a Canadian accent as well. I, I just. I was thrilled when you, I you, when I listened to the audiobook. And rightly so, because I'm listening to another one right now, and it's a woman that I've heard on other books, and, and it's just. I don't even. Voice. I hate her voice, <laughs> so I don't even want to. <laughs> the, the narrator really is the make or break. Yeah, honestly. it is. Yeah, if, that's, if that's what you do. Oh, okay, thank Jennifer, you so we, much. we have to just ask you with the popularity of like the Crown and you know the Queen yeah. Mom that was just on. Is the gown a novel of the royal wedding being uh, who's now Queen Elizabeth? Is that going to be a TV series? It's. I can't say a lot of okay. details. It's it's being discussed at the moment. That's about all I'm allowed to talk okay, about. It's delicious. Jennifer, but I'm hopeful we'll, we'll may see it be on, on HBO, okay? Or Netflix. We don't care. We don't care. All right, yeah. Jennifer. And then we have to ask you, what's the last great book you read? The last great book I read, it's The Huntress by Kate Quinn. Oh, I know you're going to be with out. her this weekend. 
I am, yes. Kate and I are friends of longstanding, and um, no one could deserve the success she's had more. Um, she is a fine, fine writer she and wrote a wonderful the Alice friend. Network, I if people are thinking, okay. how do I know yeah, that name? Yeah. So The Huntress it's, is just coming out? It is an incredible book. I got to read it. I first read it more than a year ago when it was just, uh, it had just come out of edits and, and I was looking at, I was privileged enough to see it uh, early on. It, it is just incredible. I will warn readers. Do not start reading this book at 10 or 11 at night. I'm, I'm just warning you because I learned the hard way. You sit up on I night. picked it up <laughs> late at night, and I was up the entire night oh. reading it. Oh it is, it's kind of, and in fact, there are points where, um, you know, you can't turn the pages fast enough. That's the experience I had. Right. Wonderful. Um, well, we, what, a, what a wonderful, you know, yeah. way to describe a book. You can't turn the pages fast enough. Fast enough. Lori and I felt about that way about the, cr- the the gown, gown. I yeah, the gown. The no, the gown. It was just we loved it, but we were like really going slow at the end because we end. didn't want to. I really, we loved your characters. We loved yeah. Nan and Miriam, and I mean, the with just everybody. Thank you so much. Nice right. to meet you, and we're, best of luck. We'll keep our eye on for your next book, okay? Thank you so much. All right, much. thanks, Jennifer. Listen, we got a couple copies to give away 651 641 1071. And we come back, it's going to be a Hollywood surprise.